All right, welcome back to Barely D&D. Um, uh, this week, we're going to jump into another episode of Barely Explained, where me and Zachary, um, you talk about something random uh, that's been on our hearts <laughs> in D&D okay. at large. And this this week, we actually have a really cool guest here with us. We have Jared from uh, uh, another D&D podcast called The Shatterblight Chronicles, which is really great. You should definitely go check it out. Um, but uh, we have Jared on here with us today. You want to say hi, Jared? How you doing, guys? It's good to be here. We're really excited to have Jared here. Um, I got the privilege to talk with him a little bit before uh, we, we started recording. And um, they they have a lot of cool stuff that they're doing over on their podcast. Um, do you want to like just give a quick rundown about just general information about y'all's show and stuff like that or anything else going on? Yeah, sure. Uh, we're, we're a weekly uh, actual play podcast uh, release every Wednesday. Um, we just were about to put out episode 21, so we're pretty uh, new. Um, we we meant to start recording and releasing in early 2020, and then we all know what happened. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> Life changed <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. we uh, It's an actual play podcast using 5th edition. Um, I'm not going to lie. I do throw in, like you know third edition some of the chunkier stuff i like heck yeah um, oh really old editions heck yeah uh and i listen to a lot of pathfinder podcasts as well so that kind of inspires the uh beefing up some rules that i think need beefing um but we we're mostly a fifth edition podcast you got to make it interesting somehow right you got to throw some spice in there <laughs> yeah yeah my and i get i get a lot of times <clears throat> the fifth edition guys are going for uh allowing the dm to kind of yeah run with their own rules so i appreciate which that. is part of make what makes it work so well um and yeah. uh uh for correct me if i'm wrong jared i think he's being a bit modest um their podcast has dope music um really good voices their characters are good you guys should go listen to it but yeah yeah we're, we're excited to have him on thank you we really thank are you. And uh, typically with Barely barely Explained, a big thing for us is uh, shouting out the whiskey or the drink that we're drinking this week. And this week, hey, oh, hey Jared, there he there is. There we go. What are you I'm drinking? Right there with you. What are you drinking, Jared? I'm drinking uh, some scotch tonight. Uh, hey, we are too. Dude, so are we. <laughs> we got some yes, Lagavulin. Heck here. yeah. What's the, what's the scotch you what got? You, what do you got? Uh, we got Lagavulin. Lagavulin. 16-year Lagavulin. Nice. I was either going to, I got a 10-year in my cabinet. I was either going to pour that or I got, I went with uh, Port Charlotte's extra peated dude yeah. extra peated that uh, very, sounds good yeah Ooh. i'm a big smoke uh, do we do like guy, a so. if we if we toast if lan and i clink our glasses together you'll just we'll do the same thing <laughs> there so we go. Three, I'll two, just one. raise a glass there, <laughs> there we go. go all right so let's get thanks in. fellas no worries. thanks yeah thank you um so this week we are going to be jumping in and talking about just encounters at large and just kind of the, the dynamic they play in a campaign um and so zachary i'm gonna let you kind of take the lead on this because um, you have a little bit more experience than I do when it comes to <laughs> creating things. So, uh, you want to handle the kickoff real quick? Yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, uh, not to call you out, Jared, have you heard about, I barely explained before. It's fine if you haven't. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. See, he already knows what's going on. Um, yeah, you so. and, uh, or me and, uh, my buddy on my podcast, why actually listened to you guys when you started Man, kind of kept up. So. It's actually a funny Thank coincidence you. that uh, this happened. Oh, I really, awesome. that's, you're warming my that's heart. That's so cool. <laughs> I, I check the stats all the time. So now I'll know that two of those are you <laughs> two guys. Two of those. So yeah. the three um, listeners are my mom, Jared, <laughs> and his other friend from, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But uh, yeah. all I'm getting you know, at is that. a joke that we have uh, one listener named Chuck in Wyoming. 
Oh, really? <laughs> that's our that's our running joke. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so the only reason I bring that up is that you know, uh, land in the last question sometimes. But I mean, we we kind of do it just around. So if you have a question at any point, oh yeah, yeah, cool. like like if you have um, something you want to ask us, like feel free. But to open up, because uh, I think we can get into the really like crunchy gritty stuff in a second. But just right out of the gate, um, what's what's your proudest encounter you set up? What's the encounter where like when you think back to it, you're like, man, that was dope. Ooh. All right. Uh, so it was, it was a, we were running Lost Minds of Fallon Dever. Okay. Um, and they they fought anybody out there is ran a, there's a, a possible encounter with a, a young green dragon, Oof. Venom Fang. Oof. Dang. You it, it's I think it's there to teach people you don't need to do every fight. Uh, they <laughs> That's a good lesson for parties. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Uh, so they they fought him and uh, a group of three especially was uh, mm. no match. So mm. um, two made it out alive and Oof. they, they hightailed it to Neverwinter, which is not in in that adventure path. So I homebrewed a, a bunch of stuff where was, there's a oh gosh, what are they even called now? There's a like a dome inside of of the city that's holding uh, I can't remember the name of the creatures at bay. And uh, I decided to, as they got to the city, basically the city's on alert. The domes collapsed. These creatures are still out. Sick. And oh wow, yeah. So it was like a wave-based encounter, which uh, oh yeah, that's basically awesome. yeah. So they were protecting a wizard while increasingly more difficult things crawled out of the pit. Dude, that's really cool. Um, that I yeah, so was, I'm not trying to talk about your encounter, but I think I think you bring up something really cool. Is that um, I think a lot of uh a lot of DMs struggle with the idea of like, once a party gets stronger, it's like, ah, I just got to keep getting bigger stuff. And it's like, sometimes, you know, but, um, uh, yeah. Cause I think, I think DMs run into the issue of, well, I can only use so many creatures because, um, I mean, you know, I'm not keeping track of 30, if 30 initiative orders, it's not fun anymore. Um, but I mean, you, <laughs> you bring up a really good point that like waves are awesome. And also they don't have to be equal waves when you get waves. Like when the waves keep getting worse, that's such a good way to do things. Yeah. 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 And it was it was it was fun because I gave them uh, I think I gave them some some like health potions and some I think yeah potion of heroism some like other buffy kind of things. Yeah, dope. But I uh, I was rolling I think it was a D four between each wave how many hours it would be until the next wave hit. Oh, so they would have some like short resty downtime, um, but they. <laughs> They kept misjudging and they'd pop a potion and then <laughs> yeah. pop, they would be done. Oh my yeah. gosh. So it was it was fun yeah. on my side of the table. You made it feel like them. a like a special level in a video game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. It was, it was fun though. It's a really memorable weekend. And I like uh like what you were saying, like uh, I think I think a lot of that's where the struggle with a lot of encounter building is um when you're looking at like the adventuring day, so to speak, is uh you know I think there's a hesitancy for a lot of DMs to throw or to say like, you can't take a rest yet, you know, yeah. that balance finding it. So are you trying to get your difficulty in because you're doing like five or six, you know, less challenging encounters and the difficulty comes with like resource management or yeah. you're just going to throw like two or three hard ones at them. Yeah. And I, I think part of why that makes it work so well is that, you know, players can get in this, they can get in a place where they, they learned that like, the thing that makes a fight difficult is action economy 
and then like you know uh, ability to hit hit points ability something like that you know and it's like there, there's yeah. so many different ways to make a, an encounter engaging like you're talking about where like i mean you can right. take an experienced party and make it about judging i mean just like you said i'm just repeating but <laughs> i'm doing the the oh, yeah. middle school to piggyback off that thing <laughs> i'm kind of in this in the space where um i have not done a lot of dming uh and i'm, I'm you, whoever's listening to this yet yeah yeah that's i love that attitude yet um so i'm still trying to figure out like creating encounters that aren't just okay party meets giant monster and <laughs> they stint spin turns hitting each other until they go on to the next giant monster because i know that yeah. that's that's not fun because i i tried to dm a few sessions with my brothers-in-law and uh god bless them they had they 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 were really nice to me but um <laughs> there, there were a lot of things that i did wrong and a lot of things that i could just tell it was like by the end of it, it was like okay when is this gonna be done <laughs> uh, so that's really cool i'm definitely like taking mental notes okay waves like stuff doesn't have to be difficult just because it has a high cr like you can like throw other dynamics in there yeah yeah um, well and there's i mean there's a thousand monsters you can pull out of the books that are uh and maybe it's just fifth edition um that's obviously what i'm probably and you're probably most comfortable with. yeah far and away uh, i know at least in this edition like cr is a good kind of guide rail but um there's some low cr stuff that will mess a party up mm -hmm. and the cr thing is just a meat tank you know yep so yeah i think i had uh, i actually oh. took uh i took sturges which is like what a one eighth cr i think yeah yeah um, <laughs> but i they were uh they were in like a cave system with the uh, in Fallon Diver actually. Um, and they had been like uh, augmented, I guess. Mm. So instead of like draining blood, they would steal uh, spell slots. Oh, that's dude, crazy. that's sick. Oh my God. I have to write yeah. that down. That's amazing. What? Yeah, that, that, they did not like that. Too much. Do you care if I take that? That's amazing. <laughs> go, go for it, man. I'm not just I'm trying sure to flatter you. That was like one of the best ideas I've ever. That was so good. Holy crap! Oh my gosh, our campaign. Yeah, sorry about so rough. <laughs> Zachary's gonna mention Sturges in the next episode. It's gonna be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I think uh, you know, just on the icebreaker question, I think I've run a number of combats that I've enjoyed, but I think um, I think my favorite was it wasn't the most um innovative combat I run. Like, I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely been better, but, um, uh, there was a, there was a point where I was running two campaigns at once and, um, we were, uh, but they're set in the same world at the same time, uh, which is actually still currently happening with, <laughs> you know, one of the two from that one and then the current one. Um, okay. and, uh, so we did this big crossover thing. Um, and, nice. um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was mania, uh, people had to drive super <laughs> yeah. far and they were like, seven or eight players at the table. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it was just so much fun. And, um, uh, basically I had just been like, Hey, there's a dragon. And, uh, and I actually can't say too much cause it's spoilers for the current campaign, but, oh, really? uh, the dragon had gotten into something and was like a little extra beefy. Um, and so it was basically like, you come help this other party stop the dragon or both campaigns are over. Like, cause this thing's going to kill everybody. So everybody wins or everybody fails. So then I'm, my job cool. is just done on stakes. Like everybody was like, okay, we care. Um, uh, yeah. But the thing that made it fun was um, one, I said it on, uh, it was a white dragon. And so, you know, the, the notes in the book are always like, you put it in the Arctic environment. I just put it on the top of a mountain um, because I thought about uh, all of the things that could make a dragon encounter hard. And I was always like, you know, people just never use the fact that dragons fly. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, just the main thing like there's a barbarian in their party who's just like 
impossibly beefy um <laughs> and uh the barbarian uh almost died uh and basically it was just a druid knowing uh, it was my like best friend's encyclopedic knowledge of animals and their speeds this is the only thing that saved the barbarian because when the dragon couldn't kill him he just picked the barbarian up and threw him off the mountain and then the barbarian is <laughs> just flying down the mountain <laughs> so the party was scared of that the whole time but the fun thing was i just gave this dragon a ton of like extra abilities because i had a bunch of really veteran players at the table so like oh cool a dragon we know it's coming and i think yeah. the thing that made that encounter so memorable was that uh, one it was just fun because everybody was there but then two it was fun because um uh everyone kept being like ah we know what's next and then that's not what happened and they were like Gah. so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's always fun to toy with them with the <laughs> yes. expectations versus reality. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I totally get that. I don't know if you're in the same. It sounds like you're maybe in the same vein as me, but I'm not afraid to kill a character. Uh, I know some, yeah. and that's some people's games. That's totally what they want to do. They yeah, which have, is fine. You know, one yeah. group all the way through. Uh, I love listening to shows and playing in games where there's new characters coming in all yeah. the time, either because story reasons you brought a character out and brought a new one in or you you got killed so i i'm i'm a dm that's a little rougher uh on the the party than some others yeah but I, all my players love it um that sense of danger i mean when, so, when your players are on board it's and i'm not trust oh the speaker but uh when the players on board it's awesome because uh yeah uh most of most of the people in our campaigns have been pretty attached to their characters but uh i just like it because you know when death is real people care yeah um, yeah and so i haven't actually killed anyone yet <laughs> um but i've had like five different characters get so close um <laughs> yeah as a player i really like the balance you take in our campaign because i'm really glad you didn't say as a player i hate as a that. player i this is my <laughs> least favorite part um because you're like you make it very clear that you're not afraid to kill a character and that death is very real but you also don't want to technically i don't want you like you don't (laughs) want us to die but you're not afraid to kill us and so i i kind of appreciate that um and also i don't know i feel like everything works towards uh lifting up the story and promoting the adventure as a whole and so Mm -hmm. if the death of a character can promote that and keep that going and also like you said like keep that dynamic going like sessions like we're on like session like 19 now and so like how many sessions can you go through and it's like okay well maybe we should bring in someone else now <laughs> <laughs> the day you guys get tired of craig everybody yeah. just turns on him. <laughs> like, oh, sorry we rolled a d20 off session and craig just died um <laughs> i forgot to bring up that your family had a history of heart disease <laughs> sorry craig yeah. <laughs> uh, he's our barbarian in our party um and we always riff off him because he's the easiest to do it too um i heard you mention earlier that you 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 pull in uh uh, material from other editions and other kind of role-playing games and i wanted to ask and Mm -hmm. if the answer is no i completely understand but (laughs) have you ever pulled in like mechanics from another role-playing game or edition Mm. to use in an encounter good question um yes but not i think fifth edition such a different beast that um Mm. it's hard to pull them in as is not like fit it to this edition mm-hmm. so i've i've definitely pulled in i've pulled in quite a bit um my most recent thing well i guess it's not probably the most recent but i i recently pulled in knowledge i, I, I i'm not a big fan of uh of research mechanics in fifth edition where you're basically just making an intelligence check and paying a bunch of gold mm-hmm. um so i did um i borrowed from uh pathfinder second edition 
which you're it's kind of like a skill check encounter where you, there's like a library or something has kind of like quote unquote health points um and you're making mm. skill checks against them so you're once you reach thresholds you're learning uh bits of information and maybe Dang. those have like a tangible effect like i think i have stuff where like uh if they go down like a i think a three or four tier path at the end they'll get a permanent um knowledge check bump to like knowing about these races on that live on this island kind of a thing so that's a i like to that's go a deeper. freaking cool mechanic dude wow is this yeah. in one of the recorded I, episodes like, it's it's uh yeah it's it's because i haven't gotten it that comes far up yet. in an around episode 10 for us okay i might go listen to that because <laughs> that's a really i'm gonna i'll credit you if, if i need to that's, that's a really cool sound yeah. of thing <laughs> hit me up on the side i'll tell you all about it yeah dude yeah uh, heck yeah oh man. yeah it, that kind of thing also then kind of becomes like a side quest because yeah for the rest of the campaign they, they can if they have downtime because i think i think that's another thing a lot of dms forget to give players downtime dude uh, they can yes train or they can do these research things we're like weeks are passing so yeah downtime is to keep it. downtime's like a resource it's not a yeah. Um, it, it's, I mean, just recently, our last two episodes were about downtime. I think the first 12 episodes well, of our campaign <laughs> were straight downtime, to be honest. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> we have like but... 25 hours of D&D <laughs> combat that's not combat content. That's just downtime. So that's very good. Yeah. Never mind. Um, as long as everybody's having fun, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, heck yeah. It was chaotic and it was fun. And, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, learned lessons, made friends, made enemies. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> yeah, a few checked all the boxes. Uh, I also love to to talk about previous uh, editions of what I brought in. Um, the, our campaigns, it's basically a large, like a subcontinent that's uh, like uh, mostly tropical zone. So uh, Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones were like huge inspirations. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. awesome! I love that. Yeah, yes. But I, I thought like you can't have a jungle slog without introducing a lot of diseases. So mm. I pulled a lot of diseases. out. Thank of you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Lots I mean, of, uh, I have no plans. score damage. Yes, dude. Yeah. Yes. I thank you. I mean, and uh, I'm just getting more scared. Yeah. Don't worry about this, Landon. This, I, 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 I bet this has, ears <laughs> not listen if you need me to, I bet this has no yeah. bearing on your world, but thank you. <laughs> there are so many ways to honestly, I think it engages players more when it's not just health, you know, because when you lose health, you're yeah. like, ah, I know the answer for that healing but when you give them when you give them challenges and impediments that aren't just repair your health score that's when they freak out because yeah. it doesn't actually matter how how challenging it is it's the fact that it's unexpected dude right, yes yeah. yeah heck yeah Appreciate and giving them a, giving a disease at like the right time where yeah you know maybe it's got a day onset and you know like this this hard mm -hmm. encounter is coming by the time, if anybody fails that check, it's going to be a little bit harder. Yeah. You were telling yeah. me about a character in the other campaign and a certain item they had where they have like yes. a certain amount of days until. Yeah. So currently, <laughs> and it's fine because I know he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, um, really he'll listen to this. Uh, there's a player in the other campaign. He he made this like really edgy character who is great and we love, um, but he's basically just like, I'm the, you know, uh, do you know what an ill rigger is? No. Yeah. Uh, it's one of Matt yeah, Colville's for, classes. It's like it's like a yeah, that's right, yeah. a knight of hell. Yeah, so he's an ill rigger, yep. and the rest of the party are just goody two shoes. So he's a weird fit, but um, he uh, 
they they're in this huge loot dump recently and they had all these items to choose from and he just choose he just chose every single bad looking item in the room uh which he looks awesome um i think three of his five magic items are cursed now um but he looks cool does he get a bonus and, to charisma check because of how cool he looks now to give him a bonus saying. and um yeah. uh and he has this glaive and right now he has no idea that it's a mechanic but um if he doesn't uh if he doesn't spill blood with it every 10 days it will compel him to try and kill the thing nearest to him um Ooh. and he has yet to figure that out um so right now he's like i love this weapon and i'm like in 10 days the party's gonna want to kill you <laughs> um but, and when i was describing right. it i was like you can see the malfeasant qualities and the blood in the side and he's like i like the aesthetic and i'm like okay <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome i'm a big fan of cursed stuff too yes heck yeah um <laughs> but anyway uh climbing back onto the uh encounter topic i um, was i was yeah. actually just for my own kind of learning um how do you create stakes? Like what are the best ways to create stakes and encounters and kind of make the threat real for the players in order to, um, I don't know, get them more engaged. Like what are some ways that you've kind of gone about that? That's a, it's a, it can be a tough one. Cause there's like you were saying, there's a lot of times where maybe encounter is just like you're whacking on an ogre for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I always try to, I'm very narrative driven. I'm in, in another life, I would be a novelist and maybe in this one still. Snaps. Uh, it's not too late. So Just start I write, typing. Yeah, <laughs> I write, I write an excessive amount of narrative for our campaign. Uh, so we have like cutscenes. scenes. Feel you. Um, so, but it, so story is very important to me. So I, I try mm. to find like, uh, like a story element I can bring into, to combat mechanics to, um, to make it, I don't know, just to make it more than just a hitting with swords and spells. Mm -hmm. um, we have, I thought it hasn't aired yet, but it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> we have, uh, there's a, they're, they're basically trying to track down somebody who's got captives. And Ooh, yeah. uh, they find some of, the, they find like a, one of the captors uh, with some of the captives on a, like a, a trail slope leading up. So they have high ground when they find them and she's behind the captives for cover. So there's, um, you know, you have partial cover situation. You have, if you're going to, if you roll a one, you're, you're probably going to hit a captive. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Things like that to make them, you know, think about positioning and think about, um, what they're doing and are, are you using something where she's making a save instead of you throwing a projectile their way. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, just, just sorry. find ways to make it like you're saying, like it's not just uh there's a like a third element. Or there's always the you come upon, you know, a two groups that you're not aligned with that yeah, are fighting yeah. and see who That's a very like, good one. You, and you, yeah, you don't know yeah. who you're standing with? Yes. Yeah. Um I I had all these answers and then you stole them, which was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, like I, a cop immediately I was gonna be like, well, the first thing you want is to make sure it's narrative driven. And then you said <laughs> that and I was like, Okay, well he hasn't talked about the importance of setting yet. And then you talked about that and I was like, Okay. Um yeah. so I mean I just yeah, he's right. Um uh it's I, I think I think maybe a really good tool too is variability. Um uh it's 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 good when some fights aren't as important um because it contrasts the ones that really are mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. uh i mean you know i'm sure you're aware that, i'm sure you're plenty experienced that like um 
you know, different different groups have different goals when they're in combat and they want different experiences from it. But like almost every yeah. goal, almost every group wants to feel awesome pretty regularly. Yeah. So I really like giving people a pretty good balance between like, I basically like a, use like a, a two to one ratio. I'm not saying I keep it that exact, but like, you know, two, yeah. two combat encounters that are pretty easy and the group's just going to look awesome for everyone where like it's, it's really high stakes. Um, and I think yeah. that keeps people not sure what they're going to get. Um, and then, I mean, just everything yeah. you said about narrative and, uh, I mean, the party, if the party's concerned, they're going to die, they'll care. Yeah. If the party's concerned that an NPC they're in love with is going to die, just their favorite, I mean, they will lay down their lives. I mean, tell me <laughs> that if Spagoober wasn't held by somebody, you guys wouldn't. Oh, we would comb yeah. the sea and <laughs> crawl to so, every I mean, mile of the world to rescue Spagoober from the clutches of evil. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Uh. I don't mean to answer my own question, but one thing, <laughs> <laughs> one thing that comes to my mind um, is I don't know. I feel like players are really good at creating their own stakes when they mm. make stupid decisions, mm. um, which yes. which we have learned. Ooh, good answer. Most recent. I'm really yeah. good at answering my own questions. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, but there was recently where we traded things for magic items in the mm. city, and one of our characters got a ring of scorching ray. And he was wanting to prove himself as as of being strong and and I don't know able useful. to do th useful. And yeah. so we were about to go do some surveillance on an army, and we were going to make camp for the night. And he's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna start the fire. I'm gonna start the campfire." Zachary just finished describing this open field of tall grass and uh, uh, tons of refugees. And I, Craig was like, the barbarian was like, "I'm gonna use these rings to start the campfire." And I'm like, "Craig, that could start a wildfire." And she goes, used those exact words. The words that she used were pew pew. And she, she, <laughs> <laughs> she shot the rings of scorching ray and uh, definitely created a wildfire. And um, literally thousands of people were going to die. And the entire countryside was going to be burned if we didn't stop this oh, fire. And, yeah. only, and only one of us had any spells to do with water because we were only level three. And so yep. it would have been very, yeah, and very it, just, it just came down to rolls it and it was down to rolls yeah. and it was this one of i think it captures moments. like both of y'all's answers because um one i mean i think you're pointing out really well and i'm not trying to like summarize what you're saying <laughs> but like um leaning into players mistakes makes encounters because it, it both makes them feel in control of the narrative and it also makes them feel like their choices matter um so yeah. like making their mistakes count against them in fights um is really significant and then also it worked because um i mean the campaign had been really lighthearted, yeah and then it would have like you guys would be mass murderers and <laughs> yeah. i'd be like can we start a new campaign now <laughs> and so yeah i mean yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome we we love we always i mean we're not the only group that says this so i, I probably stole it but let the dice like tell the story like yeah you have, Heck yeah. you know, the DM has something in mind or you're following a pre written adventure, whatever, but like <laughs> those dice come up in a certain way, you got to follow that path. Yeah. So yeah. I, I totally appreciate that. I think it also makes you a good point. Interesting... That... Oh, sorry. No, it's all good. You have an interesting <laughs> thing that has a, a, a particular dice roll affects a player and he has no idea, but it's going to. Mm not be great for him yeah uh, and i'm i'm very very much looking forward to it <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna start listening more I, I, <laughs> so before this was happening i'll just be real with you i was like oh crap landon i forgot to listen to the podcast <laughs> and um <clears throat> and he was like well we've got we've got a little bit and i was like oh okay and i pulled it up and i listened to like five minutes and i was like 
this is really good. I should have been listening to this. So I'm going to listen, you know, as it goes forward. But um, I don't know now that like, I feel like this is just like a, a 20 minute like teaser trailer from you. And now I really want to start listening because well, I want to know what this role is. Hey, we, if we listen to each other, right? We got more fans that way. That's Heck right. yeah. That's right. Yeah. This totally isn't us just patting our own backs. <laughs> I, th I think you bring up another really cool thing too, because uh, in the other campaign, so um, there's a, a warlock in the other campaign. Um, and I can't tell you too much cause it's spoilers, but there's, no. there's a warlock in the other campaign and um, <clears throat> he's, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's not innovative warlock setup. His, he is like at odds with his patron, um, <clears throat> but he's still a source of power. And so it's, it, there's a really interesting dynamic in every encounter because um, this character needs to use the abilities effectively, but then like every time he uses more and more of the abilities he's giving, like, it's like this character wants to use as few of the abilities as possible um, because he hates his patron, <laughs> but he needs to use the abilities because he has to keep his friends from dying. Um, and so like, I think that's a really good example of how to make in encounters uh, like count mm -hmm. is that um you know giving giving uh like you said narrative giving like players consequences when the only counter uh, when the only consequence is life and death it's not bad but when there's all these other consequences possible about like you know what does this yeah. mean for your story what does this mean for you know how connected you are to this power yeah it just it just makes things matter yeah. i totally agree i think narrative is of course a huge part of of encounters <clears throat> um but also i feel like as with any part of D and D, balancing them is very intimidating to me. Like learning how to mm. do, figuring it out, like figuring out because it's because it can come down to just numbers and whacking each other in action economy. But um, it's always action. But I mean, economy. as we've been talking about, there's a ton of different ways to do it. So, what are some ways that you try to balance the encounter for the party to make sure that it's it's not too much, mm. or does too much even exist? <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think it depends, honestly, too much. Um, I think it's completely valid to have a fight that uh, will either result in a TPK or uh, at least like everybody but one dies. And but but with the caveat that like you give them an out, yeah, uh, they yeah. don't have to go through that. Uh, but just Speaking for the average much. design. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to first and foremost, it comes from when you're, when you're used to your players and you know, their, their skill level. I think the the yeah. challenge rating system in fifth edition is in my humble opinion, scaled very, very heavily for new players. I agree. Uh, if you, if you have a veteran player, they're going to walk they're all over encounters that might yep. be quote unquote hard. Mm -hmm. um, so and if they I have a magic item, the rule, you're right there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they, have, if they have magic items, just forget it. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I, I've always, it, it took me some balancing and some, I, I'm a nerd. I, I look at a lot of forums to like, you know, what are other DMs doing? Oh, dude, heck yeah. There yeah. Be, yeah. There seems to be like a 20% rule. If you, if you want an encounter to be like deadly, for example, like actually deadly, the, the XP that would put it in the deadly category uh, by the book add 20% XP to it, get that monster up that high, then it's actually deadly. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, it come, but it, that comes from knowing my players can handle that. Yeah. You know, so I wouldn't lean into it as hard if I was like, I've ran my, my family and my nephew wanted, he's like nine and he wanted to check it out. <laughs> I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't 
throw a bunch of stuff at them. You didn't so. give him Venom Fang? This is what character death yeah. feels like. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the yeah. real world. Well, <laughs> hey, exactly. little Timothy, this is what mortality is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. And honestly, um, <laughs> for someone who runs a game about math, basically, I'm yeah. not good at it. Uh, <laughs> Dude, preach. So I, uh, yeah, I use a lot of tools like uh, Cobalt uh, Fight Club um, mm-hmm. to just do quick, do quick, you know, idea of uh, in, in a particular encounter's difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a lot of um, like Five E Tools has the CR calculator if you're homebrewing mm-hmm. a monster, so mm-hmm. you can kind of keep it within the guidelines of uh, a rough official monster, so you're not going too hard into the paint, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah, it com- it really comes down to knowing your party more than anything, in my opinion, at least in this edition. I mean, again, he keeps saying the important stuff first. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, Jared's right. It's um, and I think I think maybe even hit the nail on the head with like, I mean, action economies, everything, uh, ability countering. Oh, yeah. I could talk about all this stuff, but honestly, man, yeah, it's knowing your party. I, that really is. And so I think maybe, <clears throat> I mean, if you're trying to like shock your party go nuts i guess but um i think my policy is always um give them five combats of you're pretty sure they're going to be fine and then figure out and you know still make them interesting still make them variable but like basically give them five that are that are probably not deadly is my policy and then learn you know how experienced are they how well do they work together let them learn some things let them get some loot and then i start challenging them i think you broke that rule with us because our first combat encounter literally almost killed like two characters okay (laughs) but um but i knew y'all though like in the campaign it was the first one but outside of the campaign and one shots and stuff you guys had had like seven combats at that point. that makes sense so i knew what you guys could and couldn't handle i was just at the beginning chunk of our story because i knew the guys same thing for me um yeah it's a very deadly beginning for for level one players which is then really fun yeah yeah and it's it's very stressful because like you said earlier, like they trust me to to be yeah. this hard on them because they know that I also very I put probably more time into their into what their character's story is going to be mm-hmm. than they even have. So yeah. I, I want them to live. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I'm doing poetry snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, when like uh uh you know you can trust your DM when you know that they'll be as sad as you are if your character mm-hmm. dies. Yeah. yeah. Um I think, and actually as a last point, um, especially because, you know, we get so invested in these campaigns whenever, um, I, I, I've done it for y'all. I did it on that last fight. I, I, I play tested. Um, but, uh, really? uh, that's the only one I've done for you. Uh, the other campaign I've play tested three or four now when, when like, when they're going to go do something that I know could very well be a TPK, um, I run it first. Um, and that's not a very sexy answer. Like that's, that's just like saying like, okay, I'm going to take two hours to just do math. And you don't even have yeah. the fun of sound effects and descriptions. You're just going, okay. And then they would probably do that. And they would probably do that. But um, it's important to me enough to know that I'm not going to steamroll y'all that like, I, I'll just sit there and just do the math. And that's, um, I, I know for me, usually my gauge of doing it right is like, um, if, if I've, if I've balanced it so that, um, if they roll well, people could die. And if they roll, or I'm sorry, if they roll badly, people will die at least half the party. But if they roll well, um, there's really only a chance of one dying. I've really got a high stakes encounter balanced well. 
And then the best thing is I always know that I'm training that down a little bit <clears throat> because I know that they're really smart and I never manage to play as cleverly as they do. So, um, yeah. Well, it's hard to play. Like, I think, I think there's some, I think there's some players out there that maybe, and maybe it's when they're playing like some, you know, random startup at a comic shop where they don't know the DM, Yeah. but I think there's a, uh, like, uh, you shouldn't have the, all the, you shouldn't have all the time or the prep or like, it's not mm. fair that you, you know, you know, these things and we don't, but it, it's, it's always, it's, it's that balance. Like, yeah. Yeah. No matter how much I've prepped four brains are going to figure something out. Yes. That I just don't have the ability to, to yeah. know, which or, makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause I want to challenge yeah. the party, but I always want the party to live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember one time, I think we skipped maybe like, four like adventures of what you had planned because I wild shaped into a fox. <laughs> yes. And um <laughs> the the we were trying to chase down and uh look and see where this general was heading. And uh, we saw the army, but there were so many of them and there was no way we we're gonna be able to get close enough without them seeing us. And like it was in the same area we were talking about earlier, tall grass, like very thick. And I was like, I wild shaped into a fox. I'm gonna go over there and look at him. And um you gave you gave me like three yeah, there were there. You had to succeed a lot of checks. I had to succeed a lot of checks, and there was one check where like I you made by one. I only made it by one, and I I didn't realize, but I think I would have died. Yeah. There was a good chance I would have passed. Yeah, it would have been the end of Boz. Yeah, I, yeah. I I I was like, okay, foxes have a burrow speed of five feet. If something goes wrong, <laughs> I'll just start digging, and hope that they don't come after me. But the best part about all of it was that you like, okay, so I think I'm gonna wild shape into a fox, and then like I lost almost everything you said after that because it was just like the like uh just that like um. I forget the music, but the like, the like, doodaloo, 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 doodaloo. and in my head, I was just like, "That's right, druids, druids, wild shape, druids like wild shape, their whole thing." <laughs> I was like, "I forgot about that." Yeah, yeah, yep. But see, that sounds that sounds like the perfect scenario because, I like my wife doesn't understand uh, this game at all. Like, why I want to, you know? And I think there's a lot of people out there that I, I'm like, you can't. It sounds ridiculous. But until you've done something like that and you scrape by with a, like yeah, a one roll different, the tension is like wild. That's a feeling. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really cool. Yeah. Yes. I uh, I actually I got married, and when I did, I was not into D anD D at all. Like I listened to it every once in a while as a podcast, but my wife had no idea that I was going to become <laughs> this invested in a nerd math game. I mean, and, she uh, really yeah. You blindsided <laughs> her hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> but, uh, I yeah like two years ago i was like i'll never be that nerdy yeah yeah <laughs> i haven't gotten to larping yet but who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> i on my tiktok yeah. for you page they started putting larping videos like in my feed and i'm like oh that's actually kind of cool i'm like stop it stop it quit quit we we just had a conversation about larping in our group that really? was like basically like i don't know if i could handle being around uh or involved with that crowd, like the what it takes. Yeah. But yeah. just the idea of hitting people with fake swords sounds really fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like paintball for nerds. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. One I think day, maybe. You know, they talked about in the eighties, everyone was so worried that D and D was the gateway to so many things. Uh, and it is. Mm -hmm. It's the gateway to pretending you're eight again. And that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just pretending like you're in, in elementary school. Yeah, that that's should all be like cross stitch yeah. on a pillow or something. I feel like <laughs> my, my question for you, Jared was, um, uh, I, I, I am willing to, to kill a character. 
um, but it still makes me feel like I'm going to throw up every time. Uh, I hate the sensation. And um, I wanted to ask, when was the time you were the most nervous for the party? Like, when was the time where you were like, oh, crap. If we're talking about our podcast specifically, it was... <sighs> It was actually like a chunk of time. I wanted mm. I wanted to set the stakes so high for the beginning of the story. <laughs> and then you went, oops. And, uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> episode two and like, you know, after the the classic, the party meets up first episode, um, they're chased by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> oh, wow. It's so yeah. awesome. <laughs> and it was like, I baked in, I used some chase mechanics and yeah. uh, I baked in some... Um, Basically, if like they failed the deck save, I'd roll on a table and maybe they, I don't know, tripped on a tree branch. Things yeah. that both them or the T Rex could get sold out by. So I was trying to give them like time, and I gave mm -hmm. them a head start uh, in, a, in a in a certain manner that I won't go into and ruin. Sure, um, but I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted them to feel like on death's door every single yeah. round without actually putting them on there. Yeah, but I also knew that like I'm not one to fudge dice, so if like, yeah. they rolled terribly or i rolled incredibly well mm -hmm. i don't i don't know it's just got to be what it is what would have happened yeah it was man. fun though. it was terrifying it was yeah fun, but i did exactly what you're saying i felt sick to my stomach dude yeah <laughs> yeah and on the on the cover you're just you look so calm and uh i'm really good at keeping a poker face but i there know have been your some face times. i know you're like oh my gosh like, yeah you've <laughs> known me my whole life but the rest of the party is like man he just doesn't care and inside i'm just like oh no but yeah um, when, when have yeah. you felt the most nervous so far? Uh, the most nervous I felt, um, I don't think there's ever been a period where I was really, really nervous. The wildfire really? for sure. The wildfire for sure was the most nervous part. And it wasn't nervous for me. I was nervous about the consequences mm -hmm. of the actions. Um, but boss, I've always been, it's always been like worried about other members of the party, never myself. Um, so you weren't that scared at the whole Dolgo thing? Um, no, cause I was always like a step away from him. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You I was never moved yourself. Yeah, I like got out. Like that was a. It was a. Basically, we're in the city. And... So really, I should be asking Abby or Micah. Yeah, because they'll probably be. <laughs> they're the ones who are almost there. always dying. Oh yeah, I always <laughs> yeah. am like, y'all have fun. I'm gonna like do magic stuff over here. The character has cover. like 23 hit points or something. Yeah. yeah, I I I'm doing him a weird way because I got this magic item, <laughs> this staff magic item, and I got to level yes, four, I and I was like, what? A, I guess I could take an ability score improvement. Or I could take Polar Master. And so I took <laughs> as a druid. As a druid. I was like, Polar Master. <laughs> and when I get to level eight, I'm taking Battlecaster so I can hold his shield up and have my polearm that I can hit twice with. And it's just he's the uh, weirdest character in the world because <laughs> he has an AC of 18. With if I have level a shield. four if with I have a shield. shield. Yeah. An AC of 18. Um a staff, a magical staff that can do extra damage. Polar master but 23 hit points. Yeah. So he's never going to be in the front, but when that day comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. But see, that's yeah. beautiful. Like my buddy, Juan, our podcast has, he plays a warlock. Yeah. Um, and it, I swear to God, we didn't plan this. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. It has naturally occurred, but he has become the tank of the party, that's which is incredible. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and he, it, uh, it's just, it's every time he does something, and he's, he's like, like, kind of what you're saying. Um, me and him are both played the same kind of characters mm. where you're building for, you're not building for optimization. You're yeah, building you're building for, for story. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, we, I totally appreciate the pull arm. <laughs> and I was never planning on it. I was just like looking through. I was like, what can I do that's like different? And I was like, oh, I could take a pull arm <laughs> as a druid. There's a uh, there's a sorceress in the other party with, and I'm not kidding. They're at level twelve, and she has a hundred and thirty nine hit points. That's crazy. Because um, it was it was my good friend's first character. And she didn't know how to do stuff. And I was like, you know, I was like helping her and giving her advice, but I also wanted it to be hers. And basically I told her what each thing did. And she was like, so which one keeps me alive? And I was like, well, constitution uh, is like how resilient you are, but as a caster charisma. And she was like, okay, yeah, um, my high score goes there. And then all (laughs) of her, all of her ability score increases have been there. And then Jared, when I tell you, I've never met someone. I, it doesn't add up. I don't know how she rolls the way she does. Um, the majority of her rolls, like just the dice, no modifiers, are like over 15. It's disturbing. Um, yeah, just that natural good luck. It's crazy. <laughs> and it hasn't run out in like a year and a half. And um, every time she rolls hit points, she's like, oh, an eight. And I watch her do it. And it's so anyway. Yeah, it's uh, wild. For like five That's episodes, I had rolled a one. We have a rule. If you roll a one <laughs> on your on your, on your uh, uh, health increase yeah i never i never he made let's just re-roll them and that I, sucks i had like six less hit points than i should have had for like five episodes yep <laughs> so anyway because we're all first time most of us are first like i've listened to it and i've like read it and i dabbled a little bit but i've, I've never played to this extent before and so there's many instances instances where you're like okay we're learning um but never do that yeah. again um and i'm just kidding you know, you always <laughs> <do that. laughs> um no so yeah yeah man very cool it's yeah there's a lot of uh i think once you've played even just one character like you just you learn so much and actually doing yeah. it that first time more than reading a book will ever teach you so yeah and i think i think the wild thing about getting into D is you like you do it and at the beginning it's so overwhelming you're like how could i ever comprehend all of this and i think you just kind of like look up one day at level five and you're like how did I learn all this? And it's <laughs> right. And yeah. you're like, you don't remember and it doesn't add up, but then you just do. And it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and then I, Landon said, you you sound a lot like me Zach. you threw, threw yourself into this. I'll take that out. as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, I mean, I've read, you know, all the books back to front. Yep. Yeah, the back, I guess, probably. Is yeah. they have no, like, back to front. They have like little like, yeah, like tabs in them. Yeah. Some of them do. I, I still, after, I mean, we've been playing for uh, almost five years now. Dang, um, dude. Nice. Wow. And I continually find rules that I forgot about. Always. Or, Always. Or just never saw. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it blows my mind. I'm like, okay, I've got, I've got this. Yeah. I've got it figured out. Mm-hmm. And then, dude, heck yeah. Somebody asked me a question. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where, like, most of the spells, most of the spells in any of the books, you can bring them up. And I'm like, oh, it does that. And I'm like, man, I know this. I've got this game. And I like know what page numbers of the weapons are on. And then the other day, uh, Landon runs the DM NPC when they're in combat. And uh, he was doing he was doing bonus action hide sneak attack. That's it. Just the foundation of rogues. <laughs> and he was like, well, it says I should not have advantage on the attack. And I was like, like in, in my head, it was just the dial up tone. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I had to get up the the player's handbook and look up like the defining trait of rogues. So yeah, I feel yeah, you. Yeah, I've it's been there so man. much. Don't worry. <laughs> yep. 
there's been a lot of grace uh, that you've given us as we've kind of like done things that were definitely not allowed by the rules. And um, uh, there, there was one time where <laughs> I know you're it was like early on, I think it was episode four, uh, the amazing race. It was episode four there. We were supposed to go do something. And literally the entire episode was just racing down a dock because we decided <laughs> we were going to make it a competition. <laughs> and I, the Craig, the barbarian, all great stories begin or end with Craig. Um, it's true. So <laughs> Our he, campaign would not be the same thing without he, Craig. He jogged past me and he was, he made some snide remark about me and I was like, Oh, this is it. And so I wild shape into a bird. Technically should not have been possible. Not possible. I was level three, um, but it was funny. And I guess you didn't realize at the time. I, there have been two or three times, specifically with Boz, because you you continue to do some of the most creative things in the party where like I can feel the tingle in the back of my head about like <laughs> he shouldn't be able to do that. Yep. And in combat, I don't, I'm pretty, I'm pretty strict. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I've had big grace one time in combat but otherwise yeah. i've been i've been pretty like no this doesn't do that it's like good job for being smart <laughs> but no the other day one of our players was like can i blind someone with prestidigitation and i was like you super can't um <laughs> but uh uh like two or three times i've had a tingle in the back of my head like you shouldn't be able to do that but i was just kind of like it's fun yeah. and also like by the time players are level 10 i'm not letting people get away with almost anything yeah um but yeah. when you're when you're yeah. the low levels and you're still trying to learn how to fall in love with the game like yeah and i i have a uh i have like a list with every with every campaign i run i always check like a series of homebrew rules i use um like one is about fall damage um, I just cannot make peace with the fact that a player can fall out of low orbit and be like, Ooh, I'm going to need a bandaid. Um, <laughs> same page. And, exact same page. <laughs> I mean, and basically with the other party, I was, I was able to be like the caps at 50. If you're level 10 or, or higher, so you can just be dropped from low orbit and you get off <laughs> yeah. the ground. And you're like, I'm going to need a nap. And, uh, but, um, uh, so like there's all these rules, but, uh, the last rule I always put is, uh, the rule of cool abides because, uh, yeah. if it's dope and if it doesn't like ruin stakes, I'm always game. Yeah. Well, apparently we went to the same school on how to DM because heck yeah, I'm, I'm like you or I'm like super strict with rules, but and actually I've been having to learn it as we go. Uh, mm. the, the rule of cool, like, yeah, I was a lot more strict when, when I started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I th and I think that's a comfort thing, or at least for me, it was a comfort thing. Yeah. Like if I know these rules, I can authoritatively say no or yes, mm -hmm. this happens. Uh, but the more the yeah. more we play, the more experience I've gotten, I, I I tend to lean towards rules, and I do so more being a podcast because, like, like all the podcasts I listen to, yeah, you guys, the I want to learn, I want people to learn from us. Uh, yeah. Listening, so yeah, I, I want I right. want it to, we want it to be a gateway for them doing their own thing. Yeah. 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 But I, I agree. I, I, and I think, I think you said it well when you said it's like a comfort thing. Cause I think when I was starting, I was like, um, the quality of my ability as a DM is how accurately I can run the game. And then in yeah. time I was like, no, it's how engaged people can be in the experience and, and the things exactly. we can share. Yeah. Yeah. And I do try because of that, like you, you, you have humber rules. We have, we have humber rules. I, I really try to preface it like every, well, maybe not every time they come up, but, Especially if a new one's introduced. Uh, yeah. This, oh, I'm always clearing stuff at the party. I never, I never want to yeah. blindside them with stuff. Yeah. 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 You've been really good at communicating throughout this and having a lot of grace <laughs> for us. When the wildfire happened, um, we hadn't prepared our spells, uh, and so, <laughs> and so, I, you gave us grace to like say, okay, well, let's do that now before we go into this encounter. 
And I think that's the only time. And I don't, I don't, I'm expect, probably not going to do it again. I don't, I don't expect it. Honestly, it was, I was just like, wow, like, thank you. Like, well, the only reason I had done it is because, um, uh, I mean, it's, it's starting to get a lot more balanced now, but so far our campaign has been like 80% role play. Yeah. And so you guys hadn't really had the opportunity to learn how spellcasting work. So I didn't think it was fair for me to give you that massive consequence without you guys. I mean, like you brought up the preparing spells and Abby was like, what's that? Like the, she, the cleric didn't yeah, even know that's how that worked. Um, so that's not fair of me to, to give you that. What would have been the biggest consequence you could have ever had um, without knowing yeah. how your spell casting worked. That wouldn't have been fair. Yeah. Man. That's cool. That's cool of you to do though. I, I learned Stop so much. I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I learned so much by doing these things. Um, right now, me me and my wife, who are creating our own campaign uh, for all of us to play in, and um, it's gonna be sick. And uh, she she has no background in Dungeons and Dragons. Well, minimal. She's played a little bit since I've encouraged her to. But she loves <laughs> writing. Like you said, she loves writing. And so okay, cool. we're writing it together. And um, I don't know. I'm just like definitely gonna go home and take what we talked about and <laughs> <laughs> put it into a campaign. Uh, so I mean, thank you so much, Jared, for for joining us. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah dude, this was happy to be here. This is really dope. Yeah. I mean, I was looking forward to this, but I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think it was gonna be this cool. Yeah, this was really awesome. this is really cool. <laughs> um, so Thanks I mean, me. oh yeah, no, it's our, it our pleasure, and and uh, we're definitely gonna go binge the Shatterblight Chronicles, and if you're listening, you definitely should too. Um, uh, uh, I mean, the theme song alone. It was really. I, I the first thing I said was Zach, you gotta listen to the theme song. <laughs> and again, I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, Landon. And then I put it on, and I was like, Thor Ragnarok. Let's go. <laughs> it doesn't hurt that uh, Nate on the podcast professionally records bands. So yeah, that does yeah, help when you have someone. Yeah, that do help a little bit of an ace in the hole. Heck yeah. Well, we. I mean, we really appreciate you being you being on, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, let me know if you ever want to do it again, or if we can uh, collab on our side sometime or something. I'm oh, we'd always be down. Yeah, hundred percent. Just let us know. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, anyways, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this uh, to this episode of uh, Barely Explained. Catch us next week for another episode of the campaign, and I uh, hope you're having a great day, morning, night, whatever's going on. Skibby Watton, Dada.